Welcome to the Raw and Uncensored Ambitious Podcast. During our time here together, I will be instilling all of the strength, power, and determination you will need to use the very stones thrown at you to build your ultimate empire. We will redefine the word bitch from the derogatory to the acronym being in total control of herself. So let's adjust our crowns and prepare to live life ambitiously. Oh, yeah, here I am, the original H-B-I-C, Katie motherfucking Boyd. All right, it's the most wonderful time of the year. Not. (laughs) This is, like, the most not wonderful time for the year for me. Um, If you guys want to go back to previous Ambitious Podcasts, Uh, why I loathe, in my best Grinch voice, the holidays. Um, It's episode number 19 and 20. It's a twofer uh, about why I I loathe the holidays. But today's podcast is going to be how to set some bitchin' boundaries so that your holidays are actually harmonious and cheerful and joyful and the least amount of stress that they can be. Because I know a lot of people come for me. They're like, oh my God, I love Thanksgiving. I love Christmas. I love the new year. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay, that's great for you, you sick fucking prick. But it's not cool for like probably hundreds of millions of humans all across the globe. So I am doing these podcasts for people who truly struggle during this time. But even if you don't struggle, even if you are like fucking Cindy motherfucking Luhu. If you really listen to what I'm going to say, you will make your holidays that you love even fucking better. But before we get into the podcast, I always love to talk about our sponsor for the Abitches podcast. It's Life Boost Coffee. You guys know I talk about coffee all the damn time. It's my favorite thing. It gets me going, gets the nipples hard, gets it percolating so I can do some serious shiznit. But did you know that coffee is the most moldy and toxic thing that you can put in your body? And the great part about Life Boost Coffee is it's third-party tested for mycotoxin, which is just a fancy-schmancy word for mold. That's right. And if you know anything about inflammation, mold is one of the leading causes of inflammation in your body. It's also third-party tested for heavy metals. Did you guys know that like heavy metals causes a plethora of issues? That's why we do heavy metal detox protocols in Ambitious Academy. It's one of the things that we do for our nutrition plans is a heavy metal detox where we take all the different heavy metals out of your system through uh, a sequence of supplementation and fasting and all these different things. But it causes Alzheimer's, it causes dementia, it can cause a host of problems. And last but not least, most coffee has so many chemicals and is genetically modified and Life Boost Coffee is not and it tastes like a dream. So if you are getting coffee every day at Starbucks and Dunkin' Donuts and wherever you're getting coffee outside the house, I promise you that you are ingesting mold and heavy metals and toxins. And I know for a fact that that coffee is not organic and it's genetically modified. So if you really love coffee like I do, head on over to lifeboostcoffee.com. They have the most bomb flavors. So if you liked flavored coffee, they have the most incredible flavors. 
Um, this morning, I had some peanut butter and chocolate sexual seduction in my cup. And it was delumptious. And I use it, um, I grind my own beans. I get the whole beans and then I use a French press. If you don't know what the hell I'm talking about, get on over to the Ambitious app and I will actually teach you how to do coffee the right way, how to actually make coffee like a civilized human and not a filthy animal drinking it out of styrofoam cups every day. I know you're drinking a cup of coffee right now and you're like, what the fuck? Is Katie watching me? No, I just know. I just know because I used to be you. (laughs) <laughs> and I used to be inflamed all the time. And every time I'd drink Dunkin' Donuts coffee, I'd poop in my pants. Ask my mother. One time I shit in a plastic bag in the back of her car when we were stuck in the Callahan Tunnel in Boston because I drank a D&D and I blew my brains out. So if you are looking to get some good-ass coffee in your system, go to lifeboostcoffee.com and at checkout, use the code AMBITIOUS. Make sure you spell it right. Hooked on Phonics works for you. Make sure you spell ambitious right at checkout and you'll get free shipping and 40% off your first order. Amazing. Okay, let's get into this shit. Let's get down and dirty about the damn boundaries and the holidays. Okay, so I'm going to really educate you. I'm going to empower you. And of course, you know, because it's the Ambitious Podcast, I'm going to entertain you. And that's what I always bring to the table, right? So first things first, Let's talk about the five types of boundaries, because most people don't know this. There are five different types of boundaries. So today I'm going to walk you through the five different types of boundaries, and I'm going to talk a little bit about them. I'm going to talk to you about the five most important times to have boundaries during the holiday season, and then I'm going to talk about the five ways to set your boundaries. So it's a five-five-five protocol here today on the Ambitious Podcast. Okay, are you ready? The five types of boundaries that you have to really have and you have to check those boxes during the holiday season are as follows. So if you're driving in your car or if you're walking your baby in the park in a stroller, you might want to, when you get home, get your pen and your paper out And write this down so you can really start like doing some deep, hardcore brainstorming so you can have the best boundaries possible, okay? Uh, But if you're not, pause me for a second and get your shit together so you can really put some hardcore boundaries forward during the holiday season. And just before we go on into this, um, I am not a Grinch. Well, I am. I actually am a fucking Grinch. Why am I lying to my people? I just have had a lot of trauma uh, during the holiday season growing up. Um, For me, it was never like a super joyous time. And I know my mother is like listening to the podcast right now. She's like, you little bitch. I know she wants to hit me with a wooden spoon. I know, Terry, I understand. But you have to understand when you're a little kid and you grow up in tumultuous times and you have a little bit of trauma going on, or if there's addiction in your household, or there's narcissism, or there's like ancestral family lineage shit that no one has had the courage to heal. When you're a baby and you're a little kid, and even when you're a young adult, your brain is always, because your reticular activating system in your brain is always going to go to the bad places. You're not going to remember all the fun times. You're going to remember the trauma. So I'm here to say, My family is amazing. I love them. Mike and Terry, shout out to y'all. But I don't remember all the good stuff, even though I know there was a lot of it. 
Um, and I do remember some things that were awesome, but a lot of the stuff you remember is traumatic, okay? I'm, I'm not here to talk about my trauma today. I'm here to help you guys. But I just want you all out there in ambitious land to understand, like, my life was not perfect growing up. Um, I was not born with a silver spoon in my mouth. Just because you guys see the way I live now, it was much different growing up. Um, the way that we were raised was very different from the way I live now, okay? And it's actually very different from the relationship that I have with my mom and dad and my family now. Like, we have an amazing relationship. Um, I'm going to talk about that relationship a little bit deeper on next week's podcast, because next week's podcast, we're going to be talking about how to survive the holidays when you're estranged from your family. Um, but that's neither here nor there. We'll talk about that next week. But I'm here to tell you that, like, I see you, I I honor you, I get you, I am you, okay? I'm not speaking from a place of higher than you. I'm speaking from a place of, like, we are the same, and that is why I can speak to this with so much conviction, uh, because I've already gone through it. And the reason why I choose now to have my holidays and the holiday experiences to be much different than the way I used to live is because of the trauma and because it's just like, you know, everyone right now is running around like a chicken with their head cut off. They're spending money on things that don't really make a difference. Like, I'll give you an example. I was floored by this the other day. So as you guys know, my husband, Matt, is a two-time world champion uh, martial artist and he his nighttime job, other than being uh, part of a healthcare company, uh, is he teaches martial arts and he has his own martial arts dojo in Hudson, New Hampshire. And he's incredible. Like if you ever bring your children to my husband's dojo, your eyes will fill up with tears because he's just so freaking amazing. And I had a mom that wanted to join her son. Her son has been going to school. He's been being bullied. Um, he is depressed. He's a young kid. He's like 10 or 11 years old. He's super depressed. He has anxiety. He feels super alone. Um, he has no friends. He has no community. He has no support system. He has no cheerleaders. He has no one speaking victory into him. And unfortunately, like his mom, while she's a very sweet woman, she's um, a zombie. And she doesn't understand that like, you know, she may not be able to give that to her child because for whatever reason, she just isn't equipped. But my husband could help her with that. So her son is going for like his little free trial and he is like blossoming. He's growing. He's going to the next level. So my husband, you know, gets her in the office and is like, okay, it's time to sign little Joey up or Bobby or whatever. Um, and this is how much it costs. And she was like, I can't afford that. I have to buy Christmas gifts. And it's like, what is more important? Wouldn't you rather spend the money on a martial arts membership for your child who is now blossoming and growing from being part of this dojo. No, you're going to buy him a bunch of fucking shit that doesn't matter. You're going to spend money that you don't have on toys that will get thrown in the fucking trash by the end of this year, if not sooner. Instead of gifting your child the gift of courage and stick-to-itiveness and power and knowledge, and community, and victory, and self-esteem. I mean, come on. But this is the shit that pisses me off about this time of year. It's like people are like working like dogs to buy shit that literally means nothing. It means nothing. Buy yourself or your family members if you're going to purchase something for the holiday season, for Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever you, um, whatever you celebrate, wouldn't it be more amazing to buy a, the gift of an experience 
or of a membership or of some kind of community that's bigger than yourself. So you actually have people who are like-minded, who are cheering you on and lifting you up. That's like one of my number one triggers for this time of year is like, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) That pisses me off so much. And then what happens is we run ourselves ragged. We run around like chickens with our heads cut off. This time of year, everybody's getting sick. Everybody's exhausted. Everybody's immune system is in the shitter because we're just burning ourselves to the end, right? We're burning the candle at both sides and we're holding a match in between. And then what happens is instead of starting the year, the new year strong and powerful, you like need to recuperate for a month because of all the shit you just put your physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, energetic bodies through. That is what pisses me off about the holidays. And then, you know, forcing yourself to be around people that maybe are in your family um, line or in your, you know, could be your nuclear family. It could be your extended family. It could be, you know, work parties and, you know, old friends getting together and, and, you know, cousins and all this shit. And it's like, you don't even fucking like the people. They don't bring out the best in you. They don't lift you up. They don't make you feel good about yourself. But because it's like, but it's family, but it's Christmas, but it's this. It's like, shut the actual fuck up. I don't care. And I'm just going to say it. If you have this thought process, you're a fucking loser. You're a drifter and you're a zombie. And you got to fucking check yourself before you really wreck yourself. Because no one's coming to save you. No one's going to be like, you know what, Carol? Why don't you take a load off? You don't need to make all this food. You don't need to buy all these gifts. You don't need to decorate the house like, you know, uh, you know, Christmas story. You don't need to do any of this shit. No one's going to do that. You have to say, why do I love the holidays? Or what about the holidays do I like? And then put a spotlight on those things and then fuck the rest of the shit. That is why. You know, pre-COVID, every Christmas, if you guys have followed me and you've been my friend and you've been part of the ambitious movement for a really long time, you guys know, like, Matt and I and my family usually go away for the holidays. This year, because of COVID, we're not going too far, but we are not going to be home. I'm not decorating for Christmas. Like, that's it's just not my jam. It's just not the time of year for me. I love the I love Halloween. I love Samhain. I love the fall. I even had my family over for Thanksgiving, and it was so fun because it was, like, so chill. We just, like, played games and had food and, like, listened to music and just shot the shit, and there was no pressure, you know? Um... Usually, again, Matt and I go away for Thanksgiving. Um, This year, we're going away for Christmas. Like I said, not too far, but usually, like, before we go away, away, like, somewhere, you know, tropical. There's nothing like swimming in the ocean on Christmas Day while everybody else is just, like, running themselves ragged and you're in your bikini and you're just, like, having a toe party in the water and you're just, like, floating and just, like, looking up at the sun and you're like, damn, I'm fucking grateful as hell. That's what Christmas is supposed to be. So for me, Christmas or this this holiday season is really a time of rest and relaxation, rejuvenation and get going in because like on the 21st of December, that is winter solstice. So 
the way I am with my spiritual connection, winter solstice is the first day of winter, but it's the time of hibernation. It's the time to go inside of yourself, to go in deep and really just pause and reflect and say, okay, what about this year didn't work for me? What felt good? What didn't felt good? What do I desire more of in the new year? And what am I going to put my intention and attention into in the new year? Not, oh my God, I got to go to the mall and buy a bunch of shit that no one wants. And I have to cook a bunch of food that no one wants to eat. And I have to do all these things because I am obligated. I fucking hate that word. I'm obligated to do it. No, you're not. No one is holding a gun to your head saying, if you don't do this thing, I'm going to shoot you. No one's doing that. Okay, sorry. I went on a little fucking rampage here, but I just, it just is so frustrating to watch all of my clients and all of the people I love like run themselves into the ground, like financially, mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, energetically, and to end up being a husk, an absolute husk, dried up husk of a person by the end of the year. And then they wonder why, you know, when New Year comes around and everyone's like, you know, trying to live their best new lives, they can't do it because they're so exhausted. Okay. So the first of the five boundaries are number one, emotional boundaries. So these are the boundaries that you have to set around inappropriate topics, emotional dumping, and dismissing emotion. So like, say you're at Christmas dinner, right? And your Uncle Al, who's like the town drunk, (laughs) we all have an Uncle Al, let's be honest. He wants to bring up some fucking crazy political rhetoric because he's just a zombie and he's just trying to push his propaganda narrative on you, okay? And everyone's just trying to eat their motherfucking honey-baked ham and Uncle Al wants to just go off about whatever his narrative, whatever his propaganda, he's just shooting out of his ass. Now, usually you just let Uncle Al rant and rave until he drinks the whole entire bottle of Rianiti Lambrusco, the gallon one with the handle. You know which one I'm talking about? Every every Portuguese, I'm Portuguese. Every Portuguese that I know had one of those, right? You're just waiting for him to polish that off to so he goes in the den and fucking passes out in his own puke, right? But not this year. This year you're going to say to Uncle Al, you know what, Uncle Al? This isn't a topic that I'm willing to discuss, but I love you, Uncle Al. I love you. But this is just some something I just, I'm not willing to discuss. So let's change the subject. What if you had the balls of fury to say that to Uncle Al? Wouldn't your Christmas be different? So the first one is emotional boundaries. The second one is material boundaries. So material boundaries are the boundaries around your possessions and when they can be used and how they can be treated and how they should be treated, right? So, for example, um, you know, like I had, everyone was over my house for Thanksgiving, right? And my nephew Brody, he's freaking hilarious, but he gets like so wound up because he's just so excited to be around everybody. And I have these two beautiful couches that were um, that were made uh, special order from Restoration Hardware, okay? They were a pretty penny, And I worked my titties to the bone to buy these things, and I love them. And this little fucker kept jumping over the couch and, like, doing a head roll and, like, landing almost a a centimeter away from, like, braining himself on my um, Lucite 
my God, I'm just having flashbacks right now on my um, on my Lucite table that has like a vintage punch bowl that was like my great great grandmother's. Okay, on it. And, like, we let him do it, like, so many times because, like, we were just like, oh, God, I don't want to fucking yell at him because it's not my kid and I, I shouldn't, you know, that's his parents' job or whatever. You know, that's what you think. But at one point I was like, Brody, you cannot keep doing this to Auntie's furniture. Like, it's not cool. Stop. And he was like, okay. And he didn't do it again. But the old me would just like have let him like probably brain himself on the on the table because I didn't want to step on my brother-in-law and my sister's toes by like disciplining, quote unquote, disciplining their child, right? Or, you know, a, a material boundary could be like when company comes to your house, you know, they want to use your car. And it's like, okay, well, you can use my car, but like you need to fill it back up with gas and, you know, you have to do this, you have to do that. I'm just like using a stupid example, but how many times, like, okay, let's, th- let's talk about one of the best Christmas shows ever. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Do you remember when Clark Griswold had all of his trash bag family over? Do you guys remember this? And then like, um, the guy that has the RV, he's like pouring shit, like he's emptying like his shit tank in like their front yard. And like, he th- remember like the whole, st- I mean, ugh, that fucking, that that Christmas movie gives me such, it triggers the fuck out of me. But do you guys remember like how all the family would come over and everyone was just like, just totally trashing the house and it was just a hot mess. That is a material boundary. Like when people are staying at your home, when people are eating your food, when people are using your shit, when people are using your vehicles, like you gotta put boundaries on the material. The next boundary out of the five boundaries is time slash energy boundaries. Okay, so these are the boundaries around time and lateness, when to contact, favors, and free labor. So like an example of this would be like, you know, someone's late and they're always fucking late and it makes you late and you have like a thing and a third dimensional hang up about lateness, okay? You may say, you know, hey, uh, hey, Aunt Carol, Next time you're going to be late, just can you just text me to let me know? Because how many times, okay, let's talk about this. How many times you're like, have you ever in your life, you're cooking, say, Christmas dinner? And you know that like, okay, if you've ever cooked Christmas dinner by yourself or you've ever cooked Thanksgiving dinner by yourself, right? It's like an, it's like a finely orchestrated um, opera, right? All the food cooks at different times and you want everything to come out at a certain time. So everything is warm and hot when you put it on the dinner table. You don't want to keep the turkey in the oven too long because it dries it out or, you know, the ham or whatever you're having, right? But then that one motherfucker is late and then you're holding up everyone's dinner. So now everyone's dinner is becoming cold. The turkey's drier than a cat's ass. Everyone's upset. Everyone's stressed out. And then Aunt Carol shows up with her fucking best nipple tassels on. And her ugly Christmas sweater. And she's like, hey, I'm here. Doesn't even say she's fucking sorry she's late. And it's like, no, fuck, no. So next time you would say, if you're going to be late, please text me and let me know. Or you send out an email or a text message to everyone that's attending your Christmas, you know, night before Christmas dinner or like whatever you're doing, however you're entertaining. And you say, If you're going to be even 10 minutes late or five minutes late, you please have the courtesy to text me because then you can just start without them. 
and everybody's happy because the food on their plate is not cold and the, the turkey isn't like, you know, debilitated. Think back, guys. Think back. If you're listening to the Ambitious Podcast right now and you're like having flashbacks of all the times where all these people have fucked with you during the holidays and it stresses you out and you're like, you feel like a, like a big piece of shit by the end of it, it's probably because you weren't putting time and energy boundaries, right? Okay. The next boundary is mental boundaries. So mental freedom to have your own thoughts, beliefs, values, and opinions. This kind of goes with emotional boundaries, but it's a little bit deeper where it's like, here's an example. I respect that you may disagree with my opinion, but don't force your own on me. This is really crazy when it comes to politics for the holidays, um, people talking about the vaccine, like, did you get the vaccine? Did you not get the vaccine? It's like, none of your fucking business. Shut the actual fuck up right? There's just certain shit that people should not be talking about. Like people are so classless and they're so tasteless in the things that they talk about, especially around the holidays. You know, like, no, 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 no. Same thing with like, um, you know, you have like your crazy cousin who like, cause you're still not married. Like she'll fuck with you the whole time. Like when are you going to get married? When are you going to have kids? Why are you not married? Why are you not? And it's like, it's draining. And you almost have to like armor yourself up before you go in to these things because you're like, I know that my crazy cousin Bertha is going to fuck with me the whole time that we're at dinner or like on Christmas Eve when we're all having cocktails and we're by the fire. She's going to ride me like a broken down donkey about why I'm not married or why I haven't got the vaccine or why I did get the vaccine or like why I voted for this person, why I voted for that person, like shut the actual fuck up. No. So the fourth one is having mental boundaries. So a good way is just to say when someone's fucking with you, like, hey, Bertha, I respect your opinion and I just disagree with you, but that doesn't mean I don't love you. And I think we should just agree to disagree and let's, let's, let's fucking change the subject. And the last thing, the last aspect of the five boundaries is physical. So your physical boundaries. So your physical boundaries have to do with the proximity to your body, the, the physical touch, PDA, unwanted comments regarding your physical body or your se- sexuality. How many times, I mean, I grew up in a Portuguese household where everybody just talked about everyone's weight, right? How many times have you gone and like, you know, your grandfather would like grab your love chub and be like, oh, packing on a few pounds at college, huh? You get the freshman 15. It's like, Dude, I'm, yeah, I did, I did pack on the freshman 15, okay? I was drinking my weight in fucking natty ice. Get off my jock. So you could just say to him, when your grandfather starts commenting about your weight, or if you maybe, you know, are gay, or you're a lesbian, or you're part of the LGBTQ community, or whatever, it's no one's fucking business to comment about your sexuality, your sexual preferences, your weight, to make fun of physical parts of your body. You know, like you have that cousin that always makes fun of your nose or your ears or the color of your hair or come on guys, like I'm not talking crazy. This is real shit. This is real shit, right? So the last one out of the five is the physical boundaries that you hold. So you might want to say, 
You know, I don't find comments like that funny, and I really would appreciate if you stopped. Thank you. Okay, so those are your five boundaries. So now let's talk about the most important boundaries during the holiday season. So boundaries are always going to be those five things. No matter what your boundaries are about in your life, whether it's the holidays or whatever, those are always going to be the five aspects of the boundary situation, okay? But the most important boundaries, I think, to really touch upon about the holiday season are these. So number one is going to parties. So if you're a popular lady, you're going to probably be invited to like 15 different holiday parties, right? It's okay to just say, I'm only going to go to one party a week. I can't go to four parties a week. I will end up a crumpled down, broken down trash bag in the corner by the end of December, right? So you may say, okay, my boundary for this holiday season is I'm only going to attend one party a week. And you might even want to say, and I am going to be out of those parties by 11 p.m. every time, no matter how good of a time that I'm having, because I need my rest, right? I need to be fresh for the next day. I can't be hungover. I can't, like, I have to work out. I have to take care of myself. I have to get up and I have to do my ambitious rituals. I can't be out gallivanting till three o'clock in the morning. So that's the first thing having boundaries about how many parties and how long you're going to stay at those parties. The number two boundary during the holiday season is travel. So many people who live away from their like nuclear family, they might live on the other side of the country. Hell, they might even live in another part of the world. And you have that um, guilt put on you by your family, but you also have self-imposed guilt. Like, oh man, you know, with everything that's been going on in the world, I should really go home and see my family for Christmas. Even though I don't have the money, I don't have the time, I don't have whatever, they'll make it happen because it's like the guilt and the obligation. Guilt and obligation are fear-based and they're not going to ever get you anywhere in the long run. So it might be like putting a Band-Aid on a gaping wound. It might like stop the blood for a second, but in the long run, it's going to be a gore fest, right? So you may say like, hey, I don't have the money and the time, or I don't even want to, or the desire to go see my family for for the holidays. And that's okay. And it's okay to say no, right? Because no is a complete sentence. You don't have to apologize and you don't have to give a reason why you're not coming home. You just might say like, hey, this year I'm going to really just stay home and I'm going to try to have a quiet holiday season because I really have to get myself prepared for the new year because I want this year to be a strong comeback courageous year. Okay. So the second thing is travel. The third thing is food, right? Like you may be the person like me who always cooked the meal start to finish. And then what happens is you slave in the kitchen for like three or four days, right? You got to buy the groceries. You got to think about where you're going to cook. You got to take everybody's requests. Then you got to get up at like the butt crack of dawn to start cooking while everybody else is freaking, you know, dreaming of sugar plums dancing in their heads or whatever the fuck that that old that old saying was, right? And then what happens is these motherfucking mongrels sit at your table, they eat the fucking dinner in 15 minutes, and then everyone goes and passes out, and then you're left to clean the goddamn kitchen. No. You have to say, hey, I will host, right? But everyone is going to bring a dish. I'm going to make the main, you know, I'm going to make the turkey, or I'm going to make the ham, or I'm going to make whatever, and everyone's going to bring a dish. You can even assign the dishes to people, or you can say, like, what's your favorite thing to cook? What's the best thing that you're, you know, great at? 
and everyone has to bring a dish. And then the rules are after everyone is goes in the kitchen and cleans up together. You're not left, you know, like the friggin God, I'm having, again, I'm having flashbacks again, right? You're like the maid in the kitchen cleaning up while everybody else is like, like living their best Christmas fucking dream. It's like hell to the no. So having really clear cut and concise boundaries of the food and the cleanup and who's bringing what. And you know, how many times have you had people not bring a fucking, even like a bottle of wine to your house and you're putting on a shindig that can cost like a thousand, a thousand to a couple thousand dollars. No, the fourth, fourth boundary of the holiday season is your relationships. Now this could be talking about your relationships of like your physical, emotional relationships of like your husband or your wife or your boyfriend or your girlfriend. You know, a lot of times this is a very touchy subject during the holiday season where people will be like, oh, I can't believe you're married to that asshole still. Or, oh, why don't you have a boyfriend? Why don't you have a girlfriend? Oh, you're still with that asshole. Why don't you kick him to the curb, right? So relationship boundaries are off the fucking table. The same thing with, and like I said, we're going to talk about this in another podcast is 65 million people in this country, in America alone, are estranged from at least one of their nuclear family during the holidays. You don't think that that is an an equation for a shit fest during the holiday season and depression and anxiety and sadness and grief? Come on, we got to give each other a fucking break, especially now more than ever. And last but not least, the fifth boundary during the holiday season that really has to be touched upon is your plans right? Your plans. You don't have to be doing all this shit with people 24 fucking seven. Like you might go home for the holidays and then your mother expects you to be doing everything with the family 24 seven and never have it alone, any alone time. And like, that is not okay. It's not okay. It's absolutely exhausting. And it's just, it's just not right. So plans are a huge thing to be really like, hey, you guys, like, I'm here for it. I'm going to do whatever I need to do to be with you guys. And I am so happy to be home. But like, I need my alone time sometimes. Like, I have to have time by myself in my own room. Okay. Now, how are we going to set the boundaries? (laughs) This is a good one. How are we going to actually set the boundary? So number one, your needs are number one. And I, I hate to use the N word, but it is true. What you need and what you desire is always number one. So, you know, your mom might put a guilt trip on you about coming home for the holidays. Your dad might talk shit to you about, you know, who you're married to or who you're dating. Your uncle Al might get totally blackout drunk at every holiday and call you a fat pig. I don't know what your holidays look like, but I I know what mine have looked like in the past. And it's not all like unicorns and fucking rainbows. But the one thing that I've learned on my journey to being the queen of ambitious land is my needs are number one. My desires are number one. And if you out there in ambitious land are following your needs and following your desires, you can't go wrong. Number two, get back up. So if you are married or you're in a relationship or you have some really close friends, get back up. So like, I'll say to my husband, I'll say, okay, babe, like we're a united front. We're not, you know, we're not going to host Christmas this year. We're going to go away. Are you with me? And he'll say, yes. 
So like, not that my mom or dad put any pressure on me at all, but you know, in the past it was like a lot different than it is now. Um, because I have put my boundaries out there so much and I've actually taught them. And I think in a lot of ways to have really good, good boundaries or better boundaries about certain things. But when you have like a backup to help you enforce the boundaries and you don't feel like you're on an island alone, it's just so much easier to have those really amazing boundaries. So number two is get your posse, right? Get your backup. Number three is when you're putting your boundaries forth, be direct. There's no passive aggressiveness when you're an HBIC. Ambitious women do not do, we don't do passive aggressive. We do direct and sometimes it can be a little aggressive and that's okay because I'd rather be aggressive any day of the week than be a passive aggressive fuck because that's just like slug in a puddle energy. It's not high vibrational. So just say like, hey, this is what I desire for my holidays to be. Um, that's it. And you don't have to apologize and you don't have to fucking say, I'm sorry. You don't. Number four, realize like you are the HBIC. You are the head bitch in control and in charge of your magical life. So whatever the fuck you want, whatever you desire, whatever you need to make your life good and wonderful and great, that's on you. Remember who the fuck you are when you're putting these boundaries forward. And last but not least, if shit goes awry and you're not getting what you desire out of the situation and you've tried all the things that I've said, be willing to walk away. Be willing to walk away again with no apologies and no explanations because your happiness and your joy is the most important thing in your magical human life. Okay? Your joy and the way that you desire to feel is the most important. So if all else fails, be willing just to walk away. And then guess what? When you are broken from that that hypnotic rhythm energy of trying to like make everybody happy for the holidays and do the old shit and you know, whatever, you can now create your own Christmas or your own Hanukkah or your own holiday seasons and your own traditions. And let me tell you something. When you do that, you feel like a powerful motherfucking bitch. Believe me. So let's keep this conversation about holiday boundaries going over on the Ambitious app. All you have to do is if you are on the World Wide Web, which, I mean, come on, go to www.kbmfc.com and then go to join the community if you already have it. And then all you, it takes two seconds to join our app. It's totally free of charge. And let's keep this conversation going. I want to hear I want to hear how you set the boundaries in your holidays, and I'm going to be choosing one winner who had the best story on the app, and I'm going to send them a beautiful gift, a beautiful ambitious gift from my little black heart to theirs. So head on over to the ambitious app. Let's keep this conversation going. I want to know how you set some bitchin' boundaries during the holiday season. And like I said, I'm going to, I'm going to choose one incredible human who had the best boundary setting story. And I'm going to send them a beautiful gift. In the meantime, if you are really desiring to take your life in 2022 to ambitious levels, I want you to really consider joining the Ambitious Academy. The Ambitious Academy launches January 3rd, we're having a, a huge sign up this week, actually. Uh, if you haven't 
gone to the vision boarding free three-week workshops. Um, it's also on the app. You can catch up on the first two. And then if you can join the last vision boarding workshop, it's going to be absolutely incredible. So you can create your vision board for the new year. Um, and at the end of the vision boarding workshop on Wednesday, December 15th, I'm going to be opening doors for Ambitious Academy. A lot of things have changed since I did the Ambitious Academy um, podcast. Like, it's not even the same thing. Spirit came to me, gave me all these ideas during um, my sleep. I know, it's so, so weird, but I'm just saying it. If you're here and you're listening to the Ambitious podcast, you're probably a weirdo too, so you get what I'm saying. Um, so the doors to Ambitious Academy are going to be open on December 15th, and if you get in that weekend, because the doors close that weekend for the discounted rate to get into Ambitious Academy. Um, if you have any questions about joining Ambitious Academy, just inbox me over on the Ambitious app. Um, inboxing me on the Ambitious app is just like having my cell phone. I mean, I talk to people like I'm texting them. Um, so feel free to ask any questions. But 2022, guys, is going to be our bitch. We're going to make that fucking year coming up our bitch. We are not struggling. We are not surviving anymore. We are thriving. And I am going to teach you how to go from being a sad bitch to a bad bitch in this new year. Okay. You have your calls to action. You have your marching orders. Now go out and put down some fierce motherfucking boundaries so that this holiday season is the best that you've ever experienced. I love you from the bottom of my little black heart. And don't forget to stay ambitious. Ambitious.